What's up, everybody? You're listening to Staple Together for the comic book release of July 25th. I happen to be Sudon. I'm Peachy. And I'm Ooze. And we're here to give you the rundown on some of our favorite titles that came out today. But first, let's take a look at this week in comics. I'll start off today with the Aquaman trailer. San Diego Comic Con dropped a lot nice. of pretty yeah, awesome a lot stuff. Of good stuff coming out. Yep, for sure. The first one that I really cared about was Aquaman. They finally gave us the the King of the Seven Seas trailer, movie starring Jason Momoa um, as Aquaman himself. Due December twenty first. Um, they gave us a pretty cool trailer. Um, it, it was really neat. There was, I mean, in my opinion, a small amount of cheese in it, but I, I, I don't get I, I had a, um, kind of a flashback to the first episode, or first episode, first um, movie of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone at one point, personally. <laughs> you know, Arthur's talking to snakes, I mean, fish. Right. I, I like that part. It did ring to Harry Potter for me, but... I, I liked it, and it also did have, as PG said, the cheesy um, the jokes, which are going to hit the kids really nicely, but right. um, it was fun. Um, it I've heard it being likened to the Black Panther underwater. So, okay. I can I can see that. Advanced civilization hidden away from the rest of the world, um, now at odds with that world. Yeah, I, I mean, brother, rival, or sibling rivalry as yeah, well. Right. So uh, it looks like it's going with the co- comics accurate Orn, um, or the Ocean Master, right. um, who is Aquaman or Arthur's brother. Um, he's the they are threatening or there's right to rule situations going on. It looks to be like a semi origin story, which is also kind of evolved into what was kind of played out in the New Fifty Two um, Aquaman series, where um, Orn wants the rule, wants the rule of the oceans, and he's tired of the the land people who have exploited the ocean and not treated it well. So, by all means, that's their realm. They're going to defend it. Well, Aquaman's always been, you know, bring balance to the force. I mean, to the world, the surface world, um, to the sea force. Yeah, I I can completely speculate that this is going to run. We're going to see a big origin story we're gonna see uh, the the fight for who rules and then we're gonna see one get ousted and in the process we're gonna see I'm excited because it's the best um, villain we've seen on screen yet in my opinion Black Manta uh, yeah and he is such a mean looking you know, the actor they got looks great the suit looks great the suit does look good yeah. it's comics accurate which is really super awesome um so I, I, I just see a lot of stuff going on. It is a CGA fest. Oh, we got a lot yeah. of CGI. The underwater scenes look incredible. Um, yeah, but that scene, I, and I can kind of see it uh, being kind of like the Black Panther. Uh, the scene, I don't exactly remember what was going on. It looks like they're watching the fight between the brothers, and a big shock wave uh, runs through the water, and you see the audience, and they kind of look like, you know, amazed and in disbelief, and then they all cheer. You know, and that's just an awesome part, an awesome part in the trailer, which which I'm like, that looks cool. That looks really cool. 
I think it's amusing you saying that. This is when I first watched the trailer. That was the first cheese moment I really got. Oh, really? From that was the whole, like, them looking at each other in disbelief, like, oh, did you see that? Yeah. And then the, yeah! I felt very high schooly cheesy, but after watching it a few more times, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I can't wait to see what impact got them all like, oh, man, because... I, I've seen us in the movies where yeah. we watch where there's something like that we look at each other like oh yeah, that was exactly. bad that was exactly. awesome yeah. um, I'm excited to see the shark riders the sea dragons right. look amazing um, a mosasaur mosasaurs and ancient creatures They're, that's the fun of the Aquaman series and I'm glad that they're bringing that out is the ancient creatures do exist within Aquaman's world. There are ancient fish and giant monsters like the Kraken that we've never seen. Right. So hopefully we get a little bit of that. Um, it's going to be cool to see them. It's going to be cool to see them do something underwater, you know, because that's a tough one. That you know, how do you do that with real actors underwater still interacting with water? For sure. And that's going to be cool to see. So, Jason Momoa, Amber Heard, William Defoe, um, yeah. Nicole Kidman, Wilson, Patrick Wilson, a whole All slew cast. of cast yeah. here, and it looks great. Um, um, the Stormtrooper guy plays his father. Um, yeah, Clone Trooper. Yeah, Django Fett is good, is good to be. So it's good to see him in another role. He has a name. He, I'm he sure he does. It's yes. in there somewhere, but... Um, I'm excited for it. I can't wait to see it. Um, Yaha Abdul-Mateen II is Black Manta. That, that, that's an important note, because he looks incredibly fun. Um, and I just saw this Randall Park, the funny guy from Ant-Man, the, the agent uh, yeah. that we kept oh. running into. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah animated Spider-Man movie that's coming out. Oh. Peter Parker. For sure. He's yeah. he's a role in this one. Uh, I think he's actually going to play the character who discovers all of Arthur's abilities with his father. I think we're going to see him in prequel. And I, there were, hopefully they play out they did in the comics where he tried to exploit Aquaman for his gains and there's that falling out. I'm hoping we see that. That'll be a lot of fun. But... Tamura Morrison, by the way, is the name of the... Clone Trooper actor that is uh, in, in the Aquaman. Nice. It's it's good to see him alongside Nicole Kidman, who sucks. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> well, okay. all right. That's the Aquaman trailer for me. <laughs> right, right along. Do we have that up on the Facebook page? Should we share that? We have shared that all on the right. Facebook page. Awesome. Um, page. 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 Yeah, it has yeah. been on the Facebook. It's been on the Twitters. Um, we were definitely trying to get those out there. Alright, uh, Peachy, move to you. What what trailer are you going to talk about? That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. Well, another trailer coming out of Comic-Con this past weekend was the highly anticipated, at least for me, uh, Glass trailer. Ooh. This is the long-awaited sequel to Unbreakable and also so Split. split. Uh, Split, if you didn't get a chance to see with James McAvoy, was a phenomenal movie, and he deserves an Emmy for that because, wow, he, just a great performance. Oh, yeah. Um, and it comes out in this trailer as well, uh, just just scary, funny, different, just so many different uh, emotions coming from the guy and, and personalities. It's, it's really cool. And then uh, 
Of course, literally, be. literally different personalities. Yeah. Tw uh, two dozen, I think, is what. Yeah, they, what they, is they said. said in the trailer something like that. Yeah, and, and then of course we have uh, Samuel L. Jackson reprising the lead uh, role uh, as Mr. Glass. He and still doesn't look like he's aged a day from the first time he played really? Glass. He For does, real, he looks great. It looks amazing. Um, I'm pretty impressed with that. Let's hope he doesn't Avatar this movie. Yeah, yeah. And then we've got, of course, Bruce Willis um, reprising his role uh, from the Unbreakable movie. And I, I loved that movie when it was out. I'm not a huge M. Night fan, but, uh, you know, just the whole comic book aspect of it and and everything it entailed and, and the big uh, reveal at the end of it just was... It's a classic villain reveal, too, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It is. And if you haven't had a chance... Check, check out Unbreakable. It uh, came out in 2000. Mm -hmm. Split was out last year, which which uh, was secretly one of those hidden uh, kind of trailers. Yeah. They, didn't, they didn't give you much on that until the end of the movie. Spoilers! Yeah, it, Sudan hasn't seen this one here, but... I, I've heard it all, though. Yes. It's, it's just a, a good movie. They, they really kind of said it as the movie was being released, so there really wasn't much of a surprise except for what it happened at the end there, right. the actual events, but that's fine. Yeah, a lot of uh, fast-paced action, it looks like, in the trailer, a lot of just super exciting, uh, kind of edge-of-your-seat-looking stuff. It's a psychological thriller, it's a comic book movie, it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie, so if you like those kind, that kind of thing... Um, check it out. It'll um, probably have a twist at the end. Yeah. They're all going to be dead people. <laughs> what? Or airbenders. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely super excited yeah. for that one. But, uh, who's, what do you have for trailers? <laughs> You're dead. Um, kind of as a, as a addition to last week, what I was talking about with the superhero news is the Shazam trailer dropped. Yes. Yeah. Super exciting. Um, I think it really solidifies my liking of Zachary Levi yeah. as Shazam. For sure, for um, sure. I, I was not too sure about the casting at first, but uh Yeah, no. And I um yeah, he he he's doing a great job for just what, what we've seen in the trailer. Uh I love the costume even more because they showed the cape with it, which totally ties back in with the classic um, Shazam look, or whatever you want to call him, Captain Marvel. Yeah, the costume looks great. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's allowed to be called Captain Marvel he's, anymore. He's not allowed to be kept called Captain Marvel, but it was the original Captain Marvel look, because that's what that it was, started. Right. <laughs> so right. that's all I'm trying to say. Um, but I definitely think it's, from what they show, they've shown so far, it, it's definitely a modernized telling of a kid being a superhero. Like, uh, fan behind like all the superhero stuff. Like, there's Superman references, Wonder Woman references. Right. Like, it's there's he comic had the books. Battering and the, the yeah, kid. the battering. I appreciated that. He had the Aquaman yeah. shirt. Yeah, the the kid. Freddie. Uh, uh, Freddie. Billy Batson's roommate. Uh, Brothers. New fo foster brother. Yeah, um, he's great. He's hilarious. Anyway. Yes, and he, uh, he was in it, which is a whole different conversation. Um, but yeah, it's definitely uh, like a kid trying to go viral with his 
superhero powers that he's trying to figure out and just like having fun and it looks like a really fun movie. Yeah, I'm is. I'm really excited for it. And so, I sorry. No, no, it's uh-huh. fine. It's a great spin they're putting on it and yeah. uh, and you know I was I was uh kind of leery about it at first but um yeah, it, it does look like a lot of fun. Yeah, and I like that uh, DC is trying to have more fun with their movies since, like, all of the Batman For movies sure. are dark, and, I mean, there's a little bit of of comedy, re- comedic relief, but not always in their movies, but um, with Aquaman and Shazam, there's definitely more of a, a fun feeling with it, with also yeah. being serious DC at the same time. Yeah. There's... It looks like they're, well, a little bit of news on top of that with the change, this new additions of Shazam and Aquaman with a different tone. They seem to be lighter, taking themselves a less dark. Um, they're kind of going with the semi-rebranding from the DC Extended Universe, or the Cinematic Universe, to Worlds of DC is yeah, what they're calling yeah. it now. Which, I like it. They kind of show a multiversity type style of it, which they're known for doing. But with the kids' fandom, you see, mm-hmm. it's still tied within that same universe. And I'm going to speculate, do you think we're going to see Superman at the end? I, I think that'd be really cool. Uh, Shazam yeah. and Superman, like, yeah. they're, they're kind of bros sometimes. But, and they also fight each other sometimes. <laughs> so I... I and why not? He's, yeah. a, he's a natural, like... That'd be a fun one to see because Superman's... In, you know, weak to magic, and yeah. Shazam is pure magic, and that's going to be fun, and if you guys, I, I think I said it on the last episode that I'm not really sold, I'm, I'm kind of mad on it, but after that first trailer, even after the whole Shazam, boom, oh, transformation. Oh my gosh, that was, yeah. that was awesome. amazing. That was great, I thought that was a lot of fun, and very well visualized for something yeah. that's, you know, you know, first trailer was seen, There's a, there, it seemed very complete and well done yeah, for me. They, they, yeah. yeah, they did a great job. Um, also, I wanted to apologize for last week um, that I did not say who the fastest people were cr- in the DC Universe correctly. According to the newest edition of DC Nation, the edition number two, mm-hmm. um, there was actually a picture with all of the um, fastest people in the DC Universe, and Shazam was in 10th place. According to this list, we had him on the in third place. Fourth. Second. You had him in second place. Oh. You had. Uh, no. 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 Bill, Barry was second for years. Yeah. So third. Barry is still second. Wally West is still first. Oh. But yeah. So uh, I was wrong. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was <laughs> that personally was surprised, and this is in DC Nation number three. Number two. Two. Um, free at your local comic stores if you can find them. Um, I was surprised to see how far and how high Wonder Woman was ranked on that one. And actually, Woman. Cheetah is faster than Wonder Woman. Which is yeah. kind of nice. Yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's definitely going to be interesting to see if they can um, incorporate that in the Wonder Woman movie. I love I love the way that they address that in the in the first Wonder Woman movie where uh, you know she stopped the bullets from the machine gun. You know, just showed. That she was able to keep up with that right. faster than a speeding bullet kind of thing. Yeah. Just like, you know. So, since we're on the DC topic, uh, DC um, also released the the Young Justice 
the long-awaited yeah. Young Justice trailer. Yeah, season three. Season three. Um, it is called The Outsiders. Yes. About damn time. I'm so excited for this. It's from. It's a, it's about a group of greasers from the long side of the track. N no. Oh. No. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> um. There's lots of not name drops specifically, but they show so many characters. N Captain not, Adam. Captain Adam. Yeah. I mean, well, he was in the. Captain in the, Adam with the Adam. With the Adam, he. They were in the. The what is that called? Recap. Recap. Yeah. In beforehand, which if you have seen um, the first two seasons of Young Justice, the last what part of the recap has all of the emotions with Wally West and Artemis. Oh God, no! Don't, I, I didn't want to relive that. Thank you, DC. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> like forced us to, to sit through it again. You really Thanks. like to hit our heartstrings with them speedsters, don't you? Why don't you kill somebody who matters? Never quite finished <laughs> Young Justice, but I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. It's eventually, it's so it's so good. But uh, yeah, so lots of lots of people shown. Um, Doctor Fate, of course, which obviously I have specific emotions. Um, new faces are shown. Old faces are shown. It's going to be really exciting. And also, they mentioned Tara, and I hate her so. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> hey, she was great. She was Beast Boy's favoriteest person in the world. For like two seconds until... He was in love, yo. <laughs> she loved him too. Yeah, but she's mean and stupid and it's Deathstroke's fault, I know, but she's <laughs> mean and stupid. Anyways, what other trailers do we have to talk about, guys? Well, uh... With that, since it's going to be Young Justice coming out with the new season, which we've been waiting for for a long time, and we're also getting, um, we didn't get any new trailers or footage this this Comic-Con, but we did also know that we're getting um, a new season of Teen Titans. Oh, yes, I, I forgot about that. So maybe we'll see the conclusion of what happens with Terra there. Um, but... This is all being released, including the new Titans trailer. Oh, Teen Titans oh. go out this week in the theater. Oh, Teen yeah. Go out in Which we will probably be seeing. Yeah. We will be seeing that one for sure. But we got the live-action Titans trailer um, released this week, which was getting a lot of polarizing you know, reviews. But I, after initial reviews, I didn't like it. But after a while, I kind of have grown on me. Some of the characters are more interesting. Hawk and Dove. I like the dirty gritty. Yeah, Hawk and Dove. Um, I'm just gonna say the one thing that everybody's talking around. I've seen some great, you know, gifts, and I've seen some great um, memes out there. But fuck Batman. Yeah. Fuck Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a Batman fan, but that was interesting to see. I'm curious to see. It sets a tone in this universe. Um, it doesn't feel very Dick Grayson-y. I mean, I'm going to say that. Yeah. It do It doesn't seem like that Robin. It sure does make him seem like a dick, though. That's true. Uh, that is true. Tongue-in-cheek. Uh. Um... I, I mean, the characters look unique, of course. They're different. New, mm -hmm. new actors, new people we've not seen before. Robin's the only one we've really seen in a costume, aside from Raven. Right. Um, Raven... I mean, we see Garlo in his, yeah. it, it's very, it resembles his costume. Yeah. 
a little bit of Beast Boy. I, I wish we could have seen a bit of transformation there. Yeah. You know. Give well, us a transformation. Show us something. Um, give us something that we're interested in, and show, show us what it's going to look like, because that's going to sure. be a crucial, you know, you know, make or break on the show, because it is important to see that transformation. And I actually really dug how Starfire looked in this trailer. She had some kind of power deal thing going on, something was happening, but a really cool look. That is also something I'll say, that it was anything that they showed besides Robin and Raven kind of was, it felt thrown together to me, just yeah. to be like, hey, this person's going to be in it. Hey, this person. Snippet. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully we'll get another trailer here soon, and we can get get a better feel of how the show is going to be. Right. So it seems like they're doing a season that's going to have, it's going to be a buddy-buddy situation with Raven and Robin trying to figure out this mystery and coming in contact with these other metahumans and then at some point teaming together right. you know teaming together to fight some great evil that's what it kind of seems like which it's fine yeah but i'm curious where a lot of these characters are going to and where's cyborg well, I mean, uh, I'm assuming that he's part of the Justice League now because he's in the cinematic universe. Right. He's I, I did hear that there was some talk that he may make an appearance, but I, I don't know if that was just speculation, rumor mill, or exactly where that came from. Mm -hmm. well, I mean, we did get confirmation that we're at least going to see somebody you're happy to, I'm sure, to see, Jason Todd. Yes! Uh, we also have Wonder Girl, who's our Donna Troy, who is confirmed that she'll be in this. Uh, we also had Hawk and Dove, who was noticed right. in the trailer. Yeah. Um, Robin, of course. And the, the story of controversy there is me uh, gives the illusion of snapping some guy's neck and killing, so is this the same yeah. dark Robin that we get in, in the cinematic universe? Where is it playing there? Hence, fuck Batman twist there. Right. Um, Wait, yeah, we, we, it's, I mean, at the very least, it's going to be super interesting to find out where he's coming from mm -hmm. with, with all of that. And, and is he, is he killing? And why? Why is he killing? Just to go against Batman's code vehemently? But or? that's such a Jason Todd thing to do. Dick Grayson has always been, I mean, has always been the good. Robin. <laughs> right. But he has always been very anti-Batman since he left the, the Robin position. That is true, but as Robin, right. not as Nightwing, why, why would he? It just doesn't make sense to me. It just doesn't make sense. I'm curious to see, like, when maybe we're seeing the transition of him going into the Nightwing mode. And I can, I can dig that. Maybe we'll see, like, an introduction of Tim Drake. I don't necessarily think we need to see... Damien this far into no. it yet, but, no. you know, that would be cool to see if Tim Drake gets introduced and that happens, or he does even the Nightwing And I mean, it, it is Titans, it's not Teen Titans, it is right. Titans, and Nightwing is in Titans, not right. in Teen Titans. Right. So we'll, yeah, we'll, we will see what happens. We will see, um, no news on when it's supposed to be released, I believe. I didn't see anything on when it's supposed to be coming out, but we do know where it's coming out. And right. that'll lead me in here to this. I just spelled that tin tan, not titan. Tin tan. <laughs> <laughs> um, that leads us Ooh, into the service that they're going to be um, 
streaming this on, which is DC Universe. Yes, which that's also where Young Justice gonna, is going to be coming out, and Teen Titans yeah, is also coming Teen out Titans, on Teen Titans, they got a slew of... Uh, they're really coming out swinging. It kind of reminds me of uh, the WWE Network when it first came right. out. Right. Large amount of content coming out. They promising, let's... I got a list here. I'm going to make sure I have it. Comic books, even, you know, uh, that type of content. Old... Uh, DC movies, uh, you know, huh. uh, Christopher Reeve Superman movies, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this, as Peachy's just said, it's got the streaming digital comic series, which they have recently come out saying, Jim Lee saying, we don't need to do that, we're in no hurry, and then bam, lo and behold, here's this fun little, yeah. which I, makes it a nice little, like, oh, he was just playing with right. us. I, I was very anti-digital comics at the beginning, but now I'm very much, a, yeah, very much a, a digital comic guy. Like I, you know, it doesn't. You don't have to handle your comics as much, and if you're a collector, then you know that's kind of a big deal. But digital comics, if, if you don't, if you haven't checked them out, um, that'll be a good starting point for you. For sure. Other services, and we'll continue here on that uh, on the. The service is going to be, as you pointed out, those little classic TV shows from Batman, um, the classic animated Batman, oh, the nice. Superman, yes. Justice League, every episode of that, all the way back to the the serial Batman series where he's okay. fighting dinosaurs, True Justice America, the way that they used to put in between movies, is those little fun reels right. and stuff. Um, as we mentioned, new animated Young Justice Season 3. Um, it's uh, Teen Titans Season 6. We're going to get that on there. Harley Quinn, Swamp Thing. We're getting a few of those uh, unique storylines. Uh, classic TV shows. The old Wonder Woman, Lois and Clark. Nice. I'm assuming Smallville oh, nice. and a few of those yes. other type of shows are going to show up on there. Yeah, finally. Smallville on a streaming. It was on Hulu for a while. Actually, was it? I believe so. Oh, but we own all of them. So. I've heard <laughs> that's going to be on there, but it'll be interesting. They have really boasted the fact that they're going to have a comprehensive live of all of their old TV shows Super and stuff like cool. that, animated and such. Um, also, movies. The old Superman, the old Batman, yes. the good ones, the Keaton ones, not the terrible ones with Bale. Um, <laughs> then we're also going to get um, other ones like the Green Lantern movie. Um, Green Lantern movie was the best superhero movie ever. Like, totally. It had some pretty great effects. For what it was and for what, you know... And going back to to Aquaman, they're, they're touching on stuff from New Fifty Two, in the new Aquaman movie, which is kind of something they they did. They touched on recent storylines with the Green Lantern movie, so I'm hoping they don't. I hope they got that formula right this time around, um, and they don't make it a little bit uh, convoluted and move too far ahead of, of of themselves with it. You know. Right. Um, other stuff they're gonna find on the. On the services, they're gonna have it. It's gonna basically they're just compressing all of themselves into it. You can get exclusive merch. They're about Super events cool. and stuff like that. And, um, they have a current like deal going on right now. Um, earlier this week, if you had pre-ordered it at the seventy-five dollar pre-order for a year sub plus right. three free months, I think it's eight dollars um, a month for the regular service. I, th I think that is going to be true. I think they're starting between 8 and 9, which is not a bad thing. You not got Comixology at 10, and you got Marvel Universe Unlimited at 10. Yeah. Those are 
well worth the price, and I think even going off of the year is going to make you save a little bit of money. Yeah. Um, but they were offering exclusives like a couple weeks ago, they, or last week here for Con. They were like, if you order now, get two tickets or get a chance to win two tickets to the premiere of the Aquaman movie. And I'm sure that they'll do other stuff like when Shazam is coming. It'll be interesting to see, and I'm sure we'll get exclusives and stuff on there. And I know they have tie-in shows for the TV-verse, which oh, uh, is coming out. They got, um, like, Constantine's getting his own spin-off animated. Oh. Vixen already has hers out there, right. so I think she's getting an extra series. Um, I've heard they're doing stuff with Black Lightning and stuff on there. Yeah, it kind of flesh out the universes. And we've also got the announcement of Jeff Johns is doing Stargirl. That's oh, yeah. going to be on there. Right. So it's going to be a nice place to put off there, plus all their animated movies, which they announced a bunch of those, too, as well, they, this weekend. It's, it's been a big DC week. Yeah, go DC. For, um, they came out swinging. Marvel is kind of like, we'll get you in the end. We're, we're doing all right. We're, we'll get you. We, 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 we we'll kind of just teased our Avengers for the title, right. but really not really. Right. Um, but that was kind of what I have for the, the DC service. Um... Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be super lucrative for Warner Brothers and, and a really good chance for a lot of uh, DC fans to get, you know, immerse themselves you know, in, in that universe. For sure. Um, speaking of Marvel, we also had a Marvel TV. Yeah. Not TV, in yeah. their quotes. Yeah, so <laughs> Netflix trailer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Iron Fist dropped a, a teaser trailer, a minute-long uh, minute teaser not a whole lot going on in it. Uh, Danny Rand's fighting some baddies in an alleyway, you know, and they, uh, I think it's three of them, they go to surround him, and he pulls out the iron fish and pounds on the ground, and that's that's about the extent of the trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of, uh, well, not a, I don't want to say a lot of negativity, but there is a lot of uh, backlash about it. You know, we, we want to see more, you know, a little bit more, give us a little bit more. Granted, I mean, it is... Just a teaser, you know. It did tease. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but it seemed very, um, very planned out. Like, he asked those guys to be in that alley. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, like they, almost like they were all paid to be there. Like, yeah. And somebody <laughs> just happened to have a camera. He's all like, look at this. Okay, now make it look epic. I'm going to try to punch the ground and yeah. cut. Yeah, exactly. All right. Good job, guys. Yeah. Let's call it a good one. <laughs> we had a Cake. good day. It seemed very phoned in, what? much like Civil War's fight scenes. Yeah, and I, I, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. And I think, and I read an article earlier, I, I'm not sure what it is, if I find it again, I'll post it up on the site, but um, as they're saying this year's this year of the sophomore slumps when it comes to TV, TV shows. We, really? From what I've heard, Jessica Jones start off the uh, Yeah, I, I couldn't even get into uh, season two of Jessica Jones. Luke Cage, I've heard, has got a season two man. About yeah. I haven't watched these, so I can't say I'm, I'm most here. About three or four episodes in the second season of uh, Luke Cage. It's, it's not as... Uh, slow and sluggish and altogether it's dark. I just couldn't see what was going on with Jessica Jones. That actually seems to have an issue with their vision, with the lighting and some of their yeah. shows. Jessica Jones came up dark. I, I, I've seen it even on other formats. It's just like, am I watching the screen or if, you know, okay, there is a person in that shot. Oh, they're they're having sex. Okay, I can get it now. Okay. Yeah. There, there's stuff happening on the screen. But, uh, yeah, but they're saying like a lot of those shows are just not doing well. 
as they right. expected in the second season. And they didn't even mention Westworld stuff like that. That's yeah, too bad Com the, coming off the heels of uh, Daredevil season two where that was super awesome to me mm -hmm. with the introduction introduction of the Punisher in there and just everything they did. Season two of Daredevil was super great and I think that that might be their downfall. They they did a good enough job, a, a decent job with season two of Daredevil that they kind of followed the same if not a lesser formula with everything else. Um, just because just they figured, oh, well, that's good, then we're good, let's coast. Kind of, you know, like the movies felt for a while there, they had that, that low in in the past ten years. There was a lull uh, with the Thor movie, the second uh, Dark Ugh. World, whatever, and that <laughs> type of thing. Well, hopefully it'll follow the trend of the Thor movies and yeah. have an amazing yeah, third, third movie. part. Yeah, for sure. Cause because I love Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok? And, um, so yeah, not even a Thor fan. <laughs> any news on the release on that? Yeah, uh, Iron Fist full second season is due out on Netflix September 7th. Oh right. boy. Yes, so, that's soonish. Yeah. So that's going to probably be Titans out, which I, I took a look here and they're saying it's scheduled to debut in 2018. Oh, yeah, I heard well, fall. at least there's that. I heard fall, fall it's season. October. Yeah. October is going to be such a great month, guys. Yeah. Um, so do we want to talk about our honorable mentions for the trailers that we enjoyed but are not comic book specific? Well, I like to mention the Godzilla trailer that was yeah, pretty yeah, amazing. Epic. <laughs> and it's comic book related. I, I said we don't not comic it. book specific. <laughs> but do it you? does look good. It's good to finally see you know, Godzilla's... Be, they're building a working monster verse and get, you know, King Godzilla or Godzilla 2014, Go Kong, and now King of Monsters, and then Kong versus Godzilla. A lot of it's, great, great shots in, the, in that trailer. They get me with scale. Scale's amazing. Uh, I, yeah. I just kind of was like, that was pretty awesome. Do you have any honorable mentions? Um, definitely the Doctor Who trailer that dropped. Oh, oh right. my gosh! Yes. First female Doctor. I'm already in yes. love. Um, Which uh, you'll recognize from Black Mirror. Black Mirror uh, or Broadchurch. Yeah. With yeah. her co-star who was David Tennant, who yes. was a past doctor. <laughs> and, and we come full circle. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. I, I'm excited for this one a lot. I'm collecting the Road to Doctor Who, or Road to the 13th Doctor nice. um, miniseries they've got going on the comics. and first one, of course, is David Tennant, the 10th Doctor, um, and little mini-stories, and then next month is Matt Smith, and then after that, the Cabaldi's slash cry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not ready Lisa. for a new Doctor. I, I loved Cabaldi. You get that always with all these Oh, doctors. yeah, that's what they do. They, they make you hate that there's a new Doctor coming, then they make you fall in love with the Doctor, and then they kill the Doctor and yeah. give you a new Doctor. I'm okay with them leaving the Doctor alone. Kill the companions. Those are easier oh, to get rid of. No. You know? Oh. Kill the companions. We're good. Or, or just let them just turn into Cybermen. I mean, it is... Oh, don't do that. Don't, don't oh, do that. Okay, then that don't do that. That needs to stop. Yeah. Please stop turning our companions into Cybermen. You can do their Please. parents. It's okay. Or but, Daleks. Uh, I'm excited you can turn for them into one. Daleks. Please turn them into Daleks. Daleks are good. I'll definitely have to get back into this season of it. I missed the whole uh, Capaldi, Capaldi run. run. I did. I, I maybe caught a few episodes, but uh, he was. If you can, I would definitely watch 
watch him again. It, I'm sure they're going to have a marathon before the yeah. 13th Doctor exactly. shows up, so I would just watch all of the Capaldi, because he's great. I know that the Doctor's been wanting to be a woman for for a while. So long. So, so also a ginger, but yeah. that's not happening. <laughs> Come on, people. We could have had both this time around. A ginger female, that would have been great. Would have been, right? It's but perfect. I'm happy to see a female Females, doctor. Female is good. Yeah, female is cool. the future is female. It'll be it'll be definitely worth uh, catching up to. Which to is check it out. I'm gonna comment on that. Future is female. I the next issue or the third issue of this road to the thirteenth is Cabaldi on the cover leaning back with a shirt that says the future is female. And oh, yeah. I'm all like, I have to get that cover. That's a That's cool, cool cover. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. She looks great. She sounds like she's gonna be a lot of whimsical fun. She's, um, much like Tenet. Oh, yeah. Tenet and, and then a little bit of... I think that she's definitely going to get some pointers from him since they're, they're BFFs, mm-hmm. obviously, and uh, she's going to be her own doctor, no matter what. They they all bring their own personality into right. a, the act, and... Um, it, it'll also be fun to see what she carries from past doctors, what yeah. she carries over. I, I want to know if she still likes pears, personally? <laughs> <laughs> Or fish sticks and banana custard. Right. So weird. <laughs> um, any more honorable mentions? Definitely, definitely. I want to give an honorable mention out to something from a similar corner of the universe with a little bit of magic, but uh, the Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, oh, fantastic yes. Um, yes. That trailer, a second trailer for that dropped in, man, a lot of stuff going on to her in that um Johnny Depp is definitely going to be playing a bigger part as Grindelwald, you know, uh, in in the title role. Dumbledore. Um, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. Yes. Dumbledore. I I want to have more of the relationship between Grindelwald and Dumbledore personally. I think they'll uh, explore it. I, at the very least, I'll touch on it. Oh yeah. So so there's that to look forward to. But uh, man, the creatures. Nickler's back. Yay! We've got some super cool looking monsters. Uh, uh, Niffleback, Rimblewall, that yeah, whatever that dude's reveal at the end that you were super excited. Ezra Miller's back. Uh, uh, let's let's let him talk about what he's talking about, and then I, I can be excited. Uh, uh, Ezra Miller is back. Right. What was yeah. his name? In Credence. Credence. Clarence. Credence. Yeah. So Ezra Miller's back is Credence as the. Uh, what, what is that? Uh, Obscure, and there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. Um, we we get to see how uh, how uh, uh, Dumbledore relies on Newt, you know, to help dispel the evil that's coming, yep. and and then there was a huge reveal. Which I was super excited about personally. Um, obviously, for if you're a fan of Harry Potter, yeah. uh, it's kind of a big deal. Uh, at the very end, um, Jacob, because he's back, obviously. Jacob, yeah, great. Meets, great. Uh, Kowalski is great. Yeah, great character. He's, he's so funny. Um, I've he, teased cosplaying him several times. I, I think it, it needs wonderful. to happen, <laughs> personally. Um, but he meets... Uh, Nicholas Flamel, who Nicholas Flamel. is creator of the Sorcerer's Stone and is mentioned throughout the first movie of Harry the Potter. Alchemist of quite some fame. Yes, he's yeah. only a couple hundred years old and very fragile, but it, it was a huge 
like exciting thing to, that they just dropped at the very very end of the trailer. So you had to drop things and go for a walk after we. I did. It was, it was I great. did. I I shot up out of my seat. I kind of screamed. I <laughs> walked out the door. Needed to get air. It was it was a whole thing. It was an endeavor, really. Obscurial and obscurus. Obscure. Yeah, and an obscurus, and his name is Credence. Credence. Also known as Barry Allen. Barry Allen. <laughs> cool. <laughs> he did a great job in there, and and I did not, you know, I was not expecting the performance that he gave in uh, Injustice Justice League. League. I, Barry he's Allen. he's a great actor. Solidified it for me personally. He was pretty awesome. He was <laughs> one of my favorite characters of the Justice League's movie, and it was pretty Okay, so I just wanted to do an additional note here for Godzilla, King of the Monsters, on the honorable mention. Um, yes, that movie is coming out next May. It is going to be an epic film. We're going to see many who are no longer calling them kaiju. They're calling them titans now okay. in this cinematic universe. And titans, we're going to finally titans, see everybody. a lot of the big complaints for the first film was there wasn't enough Godzilla. They have confirmed that they will be in this movie a lot. There has been descriptions of pre-screening of the film saying that this film has every action that you would possibly imagine is pure chaos. I mean, just look at this trailer. Ghidorah looks huge. So, confirmed monsters so far, of course. The king himself, Godzilla. We've got Rodan, the fire terror bird creature. That's going to be awesome to see. Mothra, the beautiful looking, massive yeah. wingspan. Um, just incredible shining light at the end of the trailer there is yep. Mothra doing its solar flare type thing. Superman reference! <laughs> um, and then of course we're going to see um, Godzilla's ultimate enemy, his longtime rival, King Ghidorah, three-headed winged dragon. Which I have a toy that Ooze gave me and I finally put it in a place of honor oh. right above. It's, it's up there, it's hanging, it's looking awesome. So. But that's all from me. Alright. There's some more quick honorable mentions um, that uh, trailers dropped of. Uh, we got Gifted, which is a Marvel TV show. Yep. Fox, Marvel Fox TV show. Uh, we got all of the all of the CWDC shows. We got Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, um, yeah all of those trailers dropped uh, during Comic-Con there last weekend. Really, so the first half of the season trailer. Yep, and then uh, we had Star Trek Discovery, which I'm super yes. excited yeah. for. Woo! And, oh my god. Yeah. If I was collecting that comic series, I'd touch more on it, but that last series was awesome. That last season was awesome. This yeah. new season Good looks... Stuff. They looks like they they're finally touching base with Orville, which yeah. is what I was gonna ne mention next. They dropped sorry. the Orville trailer. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I was I just got a little excited there. Yeah. I'm I'm lucky that they seem to be kind of a understanding with each other, camaraderie with each other. In the, in the shows are one show right. is showing the serious side a little bit more in this season, which we kind of saw in the Orville trailer, and then uh, we got the Star Trek Discovery showing a more lighter side, like Orville from last season, mm -hmm. which. I'm excited for it. I know you Ooze is I'm I'm super excited for it. It's probably one of my favorite Star Treks. It's a, so it's, far. It's a good one. I try I try and I do this so much. I try so to much. not like it. <laughs> I try I tried so hard to not like it, but yeah, no, I 
I dug the hell out of it. Orville 2 is an, another one, you know, like we had talked about Brandon Braga, uh, who had a big role in the Star Trek uh, universe in, in the, some of the past shows, DS9, Voyager, stuff like that, uh, is, is now executive producer on, on Orville. So um, we're, we're seeing a lot of really cool stuff come out of that show, definitely. And then, uh, last honorable mention is Star Wars Clone Wars. Yes. Oh. That's right. I get a lot of crap saying I watch reaction videos, and I really don't. There's only a few things I watch, but <laughs> my favorite kind of reaction video is seeing a crowd's reaction to an initial view re release. That crowd's reaction to Clone Wars, they were surprised. That was a nice, yeah, well-hidden really cool. surprise. It's good to see Dave Filoni is God. Yeah, Dave Dave Filoni, very talented individual behind uh, the likes of uh, uh, Clone Wars and, and Rebels, and you know a lot of uh, really good writing talent coming from that gentleman. Um, I'm gonna say this really quick on record, Kathleen Kennedy. I love you. You've done a great job, but yes, we need to give Dave Filoni full control of Star Wars. He <laughs> he worked directly under Lucas. He learned under Lucas. So did and you. So did, she, she so did you. Well. But. Because she's going to be got, listening to this. I think that um, we're going to have communication <laughs> Love here. you, Kathleen. Love you, Kathleen. You're wonderful in Jurassic Park. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see you soon. <laughs> T. But that, what's great about this is it's kind of pushed. Ooh, you, you're actually going back and I, actually starting to I watch it. I am watching I'm on season two of The Clone Wars right now. and I'm, I actually started watching it because of the the ending of Solo Star Wars story because right. of that reveal with Darth Maul. And if you haven't seen the movie, that sucks for you. Spoiler warning! Still, again, always. Um, because I, I Darth Maul's a great character. I like him a lot. Yeah. And he got a lot more story in Clone Wars, as I've heard and seen parts of. But, yeah, I, I want to... I yeah. wanna. I'm personally excited to see you actually jumping into this because I was excited when he jumped into it because right. I've been just... Hey, you guys gotta watch this series. The episodes one, two, and three are a mess. I was terribly yeah. opposed. Clone because Wars. it's a cartoon. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't want to see no animated Star Wars. <laughs> it, it's, it starts off rough. The second season starts getting a little bit going, and then third season's just better. The main key is less and less Jar Jar. We get maybe three episodes that are you actually. I hate to say it, Jar Jar's actually pretty crucial and actually plays a pertinent part, but you gotta stomach his stupidity. Yeah. But a the series of, is great. It fixes everything. This is what we should have seen in the one, two, and three. A lot Clone of Wars. yeah, a lot of really cool stories coming out of that um, Clone Wars series. Uh, and once again, I, I did I did try to not like it because it was animated. But uh, it in you like you mentioned, it did have a slow start. But I put it on as background noise and then found myself unable to look away from the screen for a certain amount of time. You know with with a lot of these stories that they put out, so it's definitely worth, um, if, you're, if you're a Star Wars fan. You know. I, I like it that this is finally coming. They got the comic series that happened, and they they put a lot of stories out. We might see those finally played out. Um, Rebels also let, uh, was a causality of, it was came out of Clone Wars, which exactly awesome series. I collected Kanan, the Marvel's little mini-series they did of Kanan, and 
I might do a review or something on this one day, do something like that. It's a great series. I've been trying to push Peachy to read it for a while, and yeah. I definitely encourage you to read any of the Star Wars digital series. It is, they've got some really good story. Disney's doing really good pushing out, flushing out a story, and it's cool to see that they're finally going back and doing Clone Wars, and we're going to see that. Yeah, get, get some closure on that. And I like it. There's a lot of characters that came out of it, like Ahsoka. I yeah. loved her. At first, I was like, why did Anakin know? No, he didn't have an apprentice. What the, what the hell? Yeah, I was trying to explain that to someone at work, because they're like, but he was never a Jedi Master. And I'm like, okay, but it's it's different. It's a different thing. Just don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Watch it and find out. It's if, if you know the Jedi, they're forever breaking rules, so, you know. It's not an Clouded there. Yeah. Clouded by the dark side. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's it for honorable mentions. Unless you guys had anything else to add? No. No, no alright. Definitely I'll post as much of the stuff onto the social media sites on our Twitter at Staple Together Podcast. Um, and then on our Facebook is just look up Staple Together Podcast. We have it up there. I'll try to get as many of these websites and articles and stuff. And also if you like it, it's up in there, like and subscribe. Comment, please, Comment. please give us feedback. Reviews are definitely wanted. All but right. Where are we going on next? All right, I believe it is time to spin the pizza cutter of of fatality. In the wheel of destiny. The destiny. wheel of um, destiny. Destiny. See who's gonna go first with their books this week. Uh, I will go ahead and spin. <laughs> Every time. It's, just, it's always going to be me. And the last two times I spun it, it was you and me who's in your Sudan. Of course. <laughs> Alright, so what are you going to talk about first, Sudan? Um, the books I'm going to be sharing today, I've got a couple of them today. I think I share one and a half with others. I got um, Action Comics number 1001. Bendis is continuing his story from the Man of Steel. Um, yeah. and not only are we getting the parts of it in the Superman serial, but we're also getting into, or on the series, we're also getting in the, uh, Action Comics series, and it's kind of cool, we're seeing two different sides, and it's kind of fun. So is, is Bendis also doing the Superman series? He's doing both of them. He's oh, writing wow. them both, yeah. Wow. Um, also, yeah, he's, as you say, he's come in swinging. I also got Amazing Spider-Man number two um, yes. that both Peachy and I have in common. Yes. Uh, it was definitely an interesting read, kind of a quick sure. read, as you as you had said earlier. Yeah, it it, it went quickly, a lot of information, but uh, but definitely a quick reading and a delightful one. It was actually mm. kind of fun, yeah. Delightful. And then I kind of got a halfway through. I think Justice League Dark. I need to finish that one. Um, but I will be talking about that mostly. Yeah, I was going to try to finish it up, but I just didn't get through it. It's a lot of words, <laughs> and um, yeah. a lot of them are very backwards and hard to read, because it's a ton. It's I do have to mention uh, how stupid I was. Uh, last week I talked about, uh, you know, uh, we were late on Amazing Spider-Man number one, and in my folly and being in a hurry, I did not even complete the last quarter of the issue. Mm -hmm. I just I just saw Pete and MJ get back together. I'm like, oh, that's it. That's the issue. 
you know, and that was about it. Uh, there was a whole trial with Mysterio and him going a little bit nuts and then a whole thing with, uh, The lizard. <laughs> yeah. The lizard. Points at cover of comic. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that explains the strange looks I was getting from you. Last yeah, week when yeah. I was just like saying, oh, and then the lizard. It was like, what the hell? Yeah, I was way too much in a rush, and I just, I just didn't read it. Um, I had too much going on, I guess. Very much rush. Very much rush. Yeah, and, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I did. I just. By, by happenstance, I, I looked at it, took a glance at it, and I'm like, oh, I didn't finish that? Uh, you know, my digital holes and did get get that last bit of information, and so that's good. So at, at least I know and I am up to date with what's going on uh, with issue number two when, when Sudan is ready to talk about it. <laughs> well, I'm actually going to start off with Action Comics 1001. Um, as I said, Bendis... Is the writer, um, is it Patrick Gleason, I think, is the artist. Um, very reminiscent of, like, um, All-Star Superman. So, well, okay. maybe not so All-Star, but it's really round-chin, bulky Superman. Yeah, All-Star, or, yeah, that'd say that's All-Star Superman. Um, great cover trying. on that, uh, that watercolor sketch. I went... Tried to go with uh, the watercolor variants that I did with the last, um, which is the same as the uh, we got on Superman number one. So Action Comics one thousand one, yeah, Patrick Gleason is the artist. Same watercolor um, uh, cover is the other one, which I'm sad to say my resealable cover or sealable bag uh, tore the top of my. My cover here, so I, I love to... these bags, but they're the devil. Yeah, it does. Uh, you have I, to I should have sure been better careful. You have to better careful. Better careful. <laughs> um, you have to make sure that your books are are secure in the bag before you open right. the or unseal the the, the, the glue tape. Oh, uh, what happened stuff. is actually I was carrying them and one got up and I was trying to put it back in the bag and it touched it and I went tried to pull it slowly and I hear the rip. Yeah. But Pain it is the David Mack variant. It's very it's beautiful colors, watercolor yeah. design, um, virgin cover. Yeah, check that out. That Good. is super fun. The cover is man. I'm, I'm <laughs> loving the where they're doing Aquaman. I picked that up today as well, but I'm not going to be discussing that. Really it's far behind on that, dude. Beautiful cover on that one as oh, well. Oh, man, they're just getting so much better with it. And Batman, actually, yeah. or Detective Comics, had a really cool, really dark, but still cool. Bats. It's Batman. But um, I'll continue talking about the book here. Um, it's definitely continuing the fallout from Man of Steel. Um, check out our previous episode, episode one, our pilot episode. We do discuss Man of Steel 1 through 6 and Superman number 1. Um, we are available on all platforms. Check us out. Oh, that would be our previous, previous episode. Yeah. Previous, previous, previous. First episode that we're on. This episode. Yeah, I think yeah. as of this morning, we released the second episode, yeah. part one. Gasp. Part <laughs> what one. a surprise. So I had was, no idea. I guess we got a little long-winded on the last one. Let's see if we can it reel happens. it back in. Uh, but we're um, kind of focusing this one on 
the investigation of the outbreak of arson fires that are happening around right. Metropolis and mm-hmm. the a lot of the push is that Superman is possibly the one causing an arson. Um, and I, f- I forgot to write the young lady's name, but there's a new fire chief and she's working with Superman Clark Kent. So so how's, um, how's that been? Uh, what evidence does she have? Well, the, the only evidence is apparently a kid came forward claiming to have seen Superman start one of the fires. Um, and that got yeah. broke. That broke the news, and of course, that started kind of led a little distrust with the investigator and Soups. Um, and what does Soups do? He finds the kid and talks with the mother, all like, well, son, you know, kind of, you know, and finds the kid and talks to the kid, and the kid admits that he lied. He was paid a few hundred bucks from some bald guy. Some bald guy? Who could that be? I wonder, and it's really funny, and I'm going to throw this up on the website. I, I did send it in the chat earlier to you guys. Of Clark Kent is investigating all his prior enemies on who has a round, bald head. And, of uh. course, there's Lex Luthor, there's Mr. Freeze, there's, you know, Brainiac. There's just a huge list of, of just villains that he's done and just... It's cool to see him do the reporter investigator side. I kind of like that bit of writing That's that cool. they've kind of done into this. Bendis has done a really good job, and the writers really are playing very well with it too. Or not the writers, the artists. Artists. Artists are the, doing the other one. Yeah, that other is thing. A great, great storyteller for sure. He's running in Marvel. Like uh, I collected a large portion of that uh, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, which uh, was was drawn by Mark Bagley, and it was a very, very well-written, more modern take on the character. It was just, it was cool to see, like, they do the two different sides, Soup's investigating his side, because he can get in places where Clark Kent's not supposed to, and, um, it's kind of cool, but they kind of play on that, um, that was a cool scene that I like that, and they find out, nope, it's not Lex. Yeah, no. It's not Lex, but... He's, he's busy doing other things that are evil. Where is Lex? That is the, that is a question. <laughs> it made me wonder if it, how close this is relating to Justice League that we're reading right, right now. Because Lex is disappe- has disappeared. He's nowhere to be found. His company gets broken in by a bunch of thugs. Mm-hmm. Um, they're trying to rob the soups. Or soup stops the robbery. And of course, investigate ask them, like, do you know anything about these fires? And the one guy is like... One of the guys, it's hilarious just to watch the band. It just goes with Bendis' writing. It's really good. Is one of the villains like, don't don't tell him that stuff. Stop. Just stop. Or stop shooting him. He's like, I can't. And the other guy's like, I can't stop. He's like unloading on Superman. <laughs> and of course you see Superman just like, the way they drew it, like all the different hands are floating in the air, catching each bullet. But it, there's just like a shadow image. And the way they drew it is super cool. And this looks nice. full splash, uh, page splash and... Um, awesome. It was just fun how it played out, Superman doing his investigation while also apprehending and teaching a lesson to the boys. Yeah. Very Spider-Man-like, but not um, uh, not very comical, but still right. kind of a chuckle like that, Soups. Right. He, didn't yeah. have, he just kind of toyed with them, but he tried to get information. Um, so they were, it was like, why were, was Lex 
not, not there. Not stopping these guys. Why was his security not able to stop these two basic thugs? And so that kind of presents that mystery there. And then we also find out that there is this nefarious new gang. I'm not sure if it is new. I haven't read most of the series. I'm just kind of jumping in now. It's, uh, we find out that one of the goons is responsible for starting the fires as a way to distract ah. Soup from robberies that they're pulling off. Right. Well, it turns out, well, they were not happy about that, so enter new villain. I don't know how new, but it's new to me, called Red, the Red Cloud. Kills oh. the kills the goon, leaves him for dead, and you know, we just kind of see that, the introduction of the villain, we're going to you know, kind of a shady nod to that there's a plan in action. So, so kind of cool seeing something there. I'm like, all right, we'll see how this plays out. And um, the other thing that's been super cool, kind of playing out, starting from Man of Steel, is we've got the we got the um, mystery of Lois and the Sun. Um, they're out traveling with Jarrell right. around the galaxy. Well, in the events of I think it's No Justice or even the beginning of Justice League or something, his communicator got busted. The communicator that he was... Um, oh, no, no, it was the event of Man of Steel. I'm wrong. I just, oh, okay. His communicator, the only communication device he had with his wife and son to know where they are got destroyed. Oh, wow. So he's got to live with this whole, I don't know where they are. He was kind of shown looking for him in Man of Steel and, or in Superman, and I'm like, that's cool. Well, also stopping various... Things, crimes and stuff around the universe. <laughs> I'm like, that man is just crazy. But, um, on one side, you know, Lois just disappears from the Daily Planet, the people in their lives' perspective. What happened? Right. Where'd she go? And, of course, one of the gossip editors, Trish, is investigating this and thinks there's something going on and all like, oh, she left you for Superman. You know, oh. calling Clark out on that stuff. <laughs> um, so she's digging into Clark and the disappearance of Lois. But the big reveal we get in the end there, spoiler alert here, is that she knows he's Superman. Oh. He's under surveillance, and she oh. calls out to some guy in front of a screen, the guy in the chair. Guy in the chair. Guy bad, the chair. bad guy in the chair. Bad guy in the chair. And um, you see Superman under surveillance, and it's like, ooh, okay, so she knows. So, so assuming the villain also knows... Right. I'm like, I don't know if it's... So they... The, there's two, two sets of villains, so there's like several layers of story, which oh, okay. I'm like, that's super that's cool. cool. That, that's that's business in a, in a yeah. nutshell. So it's yeah. super cool to see how this going. Um, it's... Who's watching Superman? Where's Lex? What's going on with this, the Red Cloud, and where are Lois and John? Do we know? Nowhere. Uh, Lex left off. The thing is, is, I don't know. I'm right. not sure where this plays out. I think this is okay. current with Justice League and everything that's going on in there. Okay. But, as I pointed out in the last one, the tree. The right. tree wasn't next to the Fortress Right, of and also with what happened to Superman and Martian Manhunter, it's probably not current. Right. Um, <laughs> that is my, definitely my biggest complaint with DC is that I don't know when this is happening. Or what universe. Yeah, and well, it's supposedly all the same universe. Okay. It's in uh, Earth-1. Uh, 
is then that's the problem. I'm like, I can see if it was happening on a different Earth, but right. it's not. Yeah, they had a, I guess, a big consolidation of worlds, just like Marvel did. Huh. So, okay. I have to say about this book, and I, I have to say about the the previous books is, I really dig Bendis' writing stuff. I'm liking how he's writing it. I think it's an interesting direction. He's kind of cleaned house with important things and, and presented us with new, like, how do you challenge a man of steel? You know, the man who can do anything. It's yeah. kind of interesting. I'm assuming he's a really tough character or hard to write. Yeah, you know. know what hasn't he done a thousand and one times? Right, and we, yeah. we know he's, he has to hold back in every situation, so how can he be challenged? And it's, like, right. it's cool to see him. He is vulnerable. He is this... Um, also, looking at it, the art style between the series has just been really, really awesome. I, I think they've been consistent. As I said, the covers have been just really wonderful. I, I like the basic covers that they have, um, that they have been releasing. I'm not sure who the artist on that one. Um, they're really cool, but I, I really dig this. Um, uh, David Mack covers. The watercolors are really fun. Um, I'm looking forward to the next issue. Um, and also looking forward to Superman and see how they play in back in between each other and I'm like that's super cool. It's a lot of fun. But and now the wheel of fate. Destiny. 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 Let's go back to the wheel of destiny. Yeah, and so, see who's next. Someone else wanna spin it? I'll take a spin. You'll take I'm going to spin again. I am a cursed, cursed <laughs> individual. This place is cursed. The okay. Wheel of Density is cursed. Okay, it's because you keep calling it the Wheel of Density. That's not its name. You guys made the ones with my name more dense. <laughs> wheel of Destiny. Spin two. Surprise! Surprise! Oh boy! I'm, I'm going to do just one more. One, one more. We're going to talk about it. Just out of more. Just out. Just out of morbid curiosity, if it lands on Sudan again, man, we've got to figure some stuff out. And like, well, oh, okay. Boobs, there we go. All, All right. right. That's more like it. So I'm going to start off with talking about Justice League Dark Number One, which um. Follows more Zatanna's uh, story than Wonder Woman's, which is strange because she's like a big part of the cover, so you'd think it would be more her, but it's right. okay. It's alright. So, the storyline is called The Last Age of Magic. It turns out that Wonder Woman is trying to start a new Justice League to fight off whatever is making magic not happen on Earth for some reason, because everyone's magic abilities have kind of gone wonky, uh, including Zatanna's, who at the very beginning, um, she tries to use her magic and pulls a rabbit out of a hat, and the rabbit is dead, and then these, like, tree vines or something go and attack the audience. Not the point. Um... <laughs> There's, I, I actually, I, I really enjoyed this book so far. Um, it, it's a great starting point. The artist is Alvaro Martinez Bueno, nice. who did uh, some of the artwork for Batman and Robin Eternal, which is like one of my favorite DC storylines. It's really good. Um, and also Robin War, which was sort of a tie-in 
with with that series, and also he did some metal, um, Dark Knight's metal. Nice. So uh, lots of lots of good details and in, in darkness. For what is, little I saw, it it was I did like I did the, the art style in there. It was a lot of fun, and I'm noticing a couple names over here at Comic Con this year in Denver. <laughs> of course, but uh, so Wonder Woman finds uh, Zatanna and helps her out with the with the magic problem, and uh, apparently Zatanna has no- wants nothing to do with Wonder Woman's new team, even though they work together to stop all the events in No Justice. Supposedly, oh. I right. still haven't read it, um, but. The uh, Wonder Woman mentions that she hasn't seen her since Kolu, also known as Cookie, if you if you listened to her last podcast. Um, so basically, storyline is that magic is dying, and a bunch of people, uh, a bunch of people are dying for some reason, and like growing, uh, like uh, the like zombie. Making oh, the flood. The flood. Oh. It, it's very reminiscent of, like, how the flood looks towards the end. Um, but a p- bunch of magicians and um, sorcerers are dying, and Wonder Woman's trying to find out why. She enlists the help of Man-Bat, who's trying really hard to be a good person. Trying so hard. I feel for him. And then um, Detective Chimp is also there. Bubbo. Bubbo. Which is great because he's the center of this of this whole thing. Wonder Woman is in front and center. Bobo. Well, she's. Is. I said she's a huge part Bobo of it because know. she's literally bigger than anyone else. Um. So, yeah. Wonder Woman enlists help of those two to help figure out what's going on, and then you know, uh, Zatanna goes to find Swamp Thing because he's um, listening in on a conversation that a group of sorcerers is having because they all met together to try and figure out how they're going to fix the magic problem and it's actually a lot of villains like um Clarion um and she goes to meet up with Swamp Thing who's by one of the trees and um some crazy stuff ensues I don't want to spoil it entirely for Sudan because it's a very interesting book but well, go ahead. I don't. I want to read it because Wonder Woman meets up with Detective Chimp at the Oblivion Bar, which he now owns. That's where I was. At. Yes. Um. After, okay. what was his name? Shadow. Constantine. No. Nightmaster used to own the Oblivion Bar, but after he died in the Oblivion Bar, um, he left it to Detective Chimp, Bobo. I found that interesting that they, I swear they have touched on the Oblivion Bar before in various different medium. Yes. And it's kind of interesting to see them bring that back. It was cool. I I got to that point. It's definitely been an interesting read. A lot of words. So many words. And a lot of backwards words. I I tend to find that a lot with DC books, for sure. And uh, it's great to have a story-driven book. And the thing is, though, that they can match it with their with the artists that they put with them, you know. Yeah. Um, it may be of lengthy amount of uh, story that you're reading, but, you know, the artwork behind it is always going to be something that's, that, that's going to keep you coming back. Yeah. I like it. I, I, it's 
it's an interesting story, and I think this is all stemming out of No Justice, um, and even a little bit, yeah, mostly No Justice, because yeah. at the end of No Justice, we do see Wonder Woman going, I must figure out what's going on, which obviously is because they broke the source wall. Yeah. Magic is screwy. Yeah. And they kind of noticed their magic was starting to fail when they were trying to def- take out the Tree of Wonder, the Wonder Tree. So that one, it was interesting. It's cool it's to see what they're one. doing. Salem, Massachusetts, you know, right. where magic lives. Magic, where all the Ouija's are. But, so you definitely dig the book, you're excited for the series? Yes, um, there's also a villain coming apparently, he's called the Upside Down Man. Oh. We will see what that's all about. I've Hopefully heard Stranger in the... Things. <laughs> and at the end there's a little, there's a little snip about, uh, someone who I might very much like to join the Justice League Dark team um, might might be joining in the next issue. It's going to be a great time. Yes, no, you're not going to name them. Huh? No, I'm not going to name them. Now I'm curious. Yeah, you're just going to have to find out in the next episode right. when we do that. When we do that. Yeah. Is that two weeks from now? There? Is it I, think, I book? believe so, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's got good art, and I, I was really bummed I wanted to pick that up today, but the shelves were empty of this particular one. Yeah, and that's why you have a hold slot. It's, it's definitely useful to have a hold slot, but I had been teetering in between. I'm going to be getting Odyssey. Odyssey is the other side of this one, um, and I'm still going to collect Justice League, but I, I, is this an ongoing, or is this a miniseries? I believe it's ongoing. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong, but... Uh. I can look it up really quick. Speaking of uh, old slots, though, our local store, the cool thing about them, at least at our local store, um, also these comics in Aurora, uh, you get a 20% discount with your old slot title, so that's that's always super cool. I feel like it's a limited run. You're a limited run. You're a towel. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out at some point. It's it's an interesting story. I mean, I may not pick it up, but I'll definitely like to read them if you I can borrow from you. Sure. But and then they've got that Justice League Odyssey. I think it's all coming down to something that's going to end with Aquaman at the end of the year. Or if I've been reading what I've been reading correctly. Super. And it kind of makes you wonder where the standard is with like certain comic book titles, like. Some of them know they're a limited run. Some of them, some of them can tell you this this many issues and whatever. Some of them, you know, you and I get you know that they cut off certain titles because they're not doing too great or whatever. But you know, especially on the low run limited titles, some of those when they don't tell you, how can they can tell you there were six of this many or there's going to be? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think that they just have like a specific story in mind with some of them. And they're like, this is what we're going to do, and this is all we're going to do. And then some other ones, they're like, we can try this out, and hopefully it works, and we'll have another storyline afterward. But sometimes it just doesn't. Right. Like, 18 issues. Hmm. 18 issues. Or 12. Right. Captain Adam. New 52 run. That was so sad. I, I was... Uh, this is a serious tangent, but being at Comic-Con and talking with the artists... People, you kind of get if 
they don't have a huge link, you can kind of get some time with them, get to see what you know, what their thoughts are. And, um, I talked with the artist from the academy, he was like, it definitely, Captain Adam's run the New 52, he's like, it was a shame that they cut it off where they did, and they, he, he's saying like, I would like to see the character represented a lot more. He belongs in the Justice League, he's great. But, it'll be a lot of fun to see them pull a lot of these characters and give a bit of chance, like, do we ever find out Raven is still going? It's 12 issues long. Oh, okay. Hmm. It's always, yeah, it, it started out as a 12 issue series. Well, I mean, it's definitely a shame when they cut off series. I like to see them continue this through and finish off a storyline yeah. and not feel so hurried in the storyline. I think sure. what was a good thing with the Captain Adam run is they actually did go back and finish what they meant to do rise and fall, or the fall and rise of Captain Adam, right after the rebirth occurred, they kind of just concluded everything, but... That's nice. I don't know. I wish they'd do that with most of the other series, though. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we'll go back to the Wheel of Destiny here and figure out who's going to talk about their comics next. Give that a spin suit on. Oh, I am going to assume. Hey, look at that. It's me again. <laughs> hey, it's yours. Hey. All right. Well, I, I, I think that's not fair. I didn't get to go a second time when it was picked. You don't get to go a second time when you get picked. Okay. We're going to try it again, so by default, it could either be me or you. Peachy. Okay. Do that. Let's try this again. There we go. Get it right in the mic. That is a un. I think that's in the middle. That a middle on, of on you. A on a peg. Yeah. I I think that is a free spin. One more free free spin. spin. One more spin. One more for the microphone. Well, okay. It looks like a suit on, huh? It doesn't matter. We're still gonna both be talking about right. this one. Well, um, this. There, it landed on Peachy. What? Oh. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it on Peachy. Peachy, would you like to talk about your one title today? I would, sure. I'll talk about, uh, today I'm going to talk about uh, Amazing Spider-Man number two. Number two. I did, uh, not to backpedal too much, but I did I did mention how I didn't get the full read-in on the first issue, but I, I did uh, just before I read the second one, so, so that's good. Um, the second issue's picking up on uh, that ending from the first one where uh, uh, Pete gets called to Empire State University presumably, you know, because he's being fired for, for all these issues that happened in the first issue. Uh, um, you know, he thinks there's some documents or something to sign, but apparently he was called down there by an esteemed faculty member and at the end of the book, we, we get the reveal that it's the lizard, Dr. Kirk Connors himself. Um, so this kind of picks up um, with with Pete, you know, feeling good about life. He'd gotten back together with MJ. You know, it, it kind of goes over what the whole deal was with Kirk Connors. He's got his uh, lizard persona under... under uh, control. That took me really by surprise. It was cool to see how they explained a lot of that. Yeah, for sure. They did They did a, an awesome job with it. They, they had this device or something, uh, you know, an adamantium. Uh, an adamantium 
by uh, inhibitor, inhibitor chip. chip. Yeah, an inhibitor chip. Everything's adamantium or vibranium in the Marvel world, or unobtainium. Uh, yeah, right, right. But, uh, you know, it basically stops him from hurting anybody as a lizard or whatever, but he can uh, willingly change back and forth. Um, Pete goes to ESU, and Lizard, or Kurt Connors, tells him, I want you to be part of this class, you know, whatever, brightest young minds, and, you know, not, not to go too deep into it, he, he's kind of stroking Pete's ego, wants him to join the team and, and do science. <laughs> science! <laughs> and then, you know, uh, we get science some B-list uh, villains show up, Taskmaster and Black Ant show up, and they're they're there after a certain piece of science that that uh the Connors has in the classroom that the uh, Pete is very familiar with. It's a it's a device that uh, basically transmutes uh, one creature's characteristics to another. Uh, oh. <laughs> One of the devices, that, a, a device, or if not the device responsible for giving Peter Parker his powers. Um, long story short, you know, he kind of takes care of all of that. Uh, it's it's a great story, you know. They they did they did an awesome job. Um, Who's the, the artist? Ryan Otley is the artist on this book. He also did the cover, and in my opinion, that was an instant classic. Um, mm -hmm. If you get a, a, a look at that cover of uh, Spider-Man number two, they they even made a a comic book box off of it already that was fresh on the shelf of the of the comic book store when we went there today. Um, does a great job with our inside and out of the book. Uh, he's done such books as Punisher. He did the Inhuman series. Uh, he's done some art on Spider Gwen. Avenging Spider-Man, Captain America, Fallen Sun. Um, and the author on this book was Nick Spencer. Uh, he did a great job. It, not, not to reveal too much from the book, but man, it, 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 it's a puzzling ending. It, the next book is, is going to be exciting to see. It basically comes... How did this happen? We're full of spoilers. Here, yeah, we are. Man. We are spoiler full. So while he's fine, yeah. What the Spider-Man? Yeah. What the Peter Parker? Hello, nice to meet you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, for sure. So after he beats a, uh, he he basically mix up a concoction to build a cloud a dust cloud in in the room where Taskmaster shows up because there was no place to hide, and Bam switches into Spider-Man, takes him out, lets him up. Everything's good to go. He's helping students up, and they're all getting their stuff together. And he's like, "Oh, here, let me help you up." Oh, I know you. You're you're Peter Parker, and Peter Parker says, "Oh yeah, and you, and you're Spider Man." And it's like, what? What? What the web? Yeah. It's it was definitely a shocker. I mean, I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't he stop doing that after the fall of Parker Industries? Yeah. He's, yeah. Is he that was, a hologram? Yeah. Yeah. Holograms uh, taking his place for him. He had people dressing up as Spider-Man, you know, so they can be seen together and stuff like that, but no, this is... What do you call a fake noodle? What do you call a fake noodle? An imposter? Imposter. Do we it's have a, a fake Spider-Man situation, but why wasn't Peter Parker shocked? Yeah. Or maybe they like, somehow the the transmute, transmutation thing, like, split them apart. 
could be uh, could be yeah. a situation like that. See, and the, the crazy thing is though that the next issue is going to be uh, the next issue is going to be uh, <laughs> Spider Man versus Peter Parker. So <laughs> we'll we'll get to see how that craziness ensues. All but, right. Yeah, Nick Spencer has uh, writing credits on Astonishing Ant Man, Secret Avengers, Ultimate X Men, and uh, Captain America Sam Wilson, and a few other titles. Nice. I, I read this title as well. I, I really dug it. Um, I like the title. It's part two of Back to Basics. Yeah. Peter Parker's Back with Mary Jane. I, I have here in my notes specifically saying Peter plus. MJ equal happy. Yeah. And <laughs> that's sure. that's good. They show some pillow talk in the book and that shows that they're very much still, you know, it's a new thing and but very much still in love and it's And they understand the situation. There was an interesting shot in there where he was making a mention of there there's always something in the way and in the background there's a Spider Man suit in the closet hanging yeah, there. Yeah. I said that too, you know, yeah, I was like hmm, that was that was pretty unique. Yeah. Um, I don't I, think I caught that, so that's pretty awesome. I was like, ooh, I noticed that one. And I liked the ringer and the Man Mountain and the robbing the book fair. Yeah, I was <laughs> Man Mountain Marco Man and, Marco, and yeah. the ringer show up to rob the book fair. Spider-Man <laughs> stops him, and uh, it, this is great, man. He, he uh, goes to buy a couple books. He's like, oh, I can't buy a pass-up, but buy one, get one offer, because you get one free in, in whatever, <laughs> so... He goes to pay for the books, and the guy's like, oh, no, thanks. Go ahead and, do, you know, on the house for saving the day. He turns around and gives the books to Mountain Marco and Rigger. And I like, like my, my favorite part of that whole thing was he, that he seems in a positive place. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. That yeah, was the yeah. villains. Yeah, yeah they, even they know that he's, <laughs> you know, he's in a good place, and it's very evident. It's super cool. Um, super cool uh, little gesture made by by Spider-Man to give them a little bit of reading material for, for jail. <laughs> you know, what they were after in the first place. It's crazy. I'm just going to have to say this. Every time I read and I saw the inhibitor chip on the lizard and I was like, oh, plot device. Right. I was thinking, and I just wrote this on my note to be very, very, like, apparent, Spike from Buffy. Oh, yes, yes, that is exactly yeah. what I was thinking of. Yes. Thank you for yeah, saying something. I can't something. very <laughs> much like that. <laughs> okay. Because when the uh, the bad guys show up, he, you know, he protected the classmates. Get behind me. But what is he going to do? Frozen in fear. He can't do anything. Not frozen in fear, just frozen. frozen like, yeah. can't, he yeah. knows he can't do anything. Yeah. Which is cool. I like that. That's It's cool to see that the lizard, this guy that's always kind of had a not a whole lot of control of his lizard side right. and having him kind of almost like the Hulk right now is I mean that's where Hulk is in control he's got more control but I like that he's the lizard is still you know he's still Connors in there and yeah. he actually tried to protect if he had this ability and he didn't have the monster side he would do by good which is, kind of solidified I think if we didn't really get that interaction but Peter you know Peter might have seen that in his eyes like he still good because there was yeah. that distrust and this distrust where he's like why am I here why is the lizard here why are we not screaming and why is he not trying to kill us <laughs> this is, you know? yeah, this <laughs> is a villain that tried to turn the entire population into freaking reptiles yeah so and and him protecting a classroom of students is is big and, and you know me, I said this in the pilot episode, I love that whole, my enemy, my friend. Yeah, I, for I, sure. I, I'm a big fan of that. Peter's always been really close to Dr. Kurt Connors, too, being a mentor of his. 
and everything, and being the one in charge of the project when when Peter came uh, came for the science fair and, and got his powers and whatever. Um, he's a longtime character, you know, and and for them to bring him back um, into the fold and into a seemingly big part, um, that's super cool. Yeah. Although I'm gonna have to say this, and it's. Uh kind of hard. I'm looking at it going, yeah, we got Peter Parker. He just hit the rock bottom. He's feeling pretty good. He's got the love of his life. Yeah. He's back in school as of where he's at. And it's cool to see him. He's it's back to basics, but then we've got Spider-Geddon looming yeah. on the horizon. we got the, um, the Spider-Stalker. People are breaking out and coming to get people. And yeah. We're going to see some spiders die. So yeah, things are going to go down. Some stuff. Um, I want to make mention that they've finally gave... They ended Spider-Gwen last week. Right. Um, which is a shame, but they finally gave her her new series. Um, new code. More news and comics! <laughs> gave her a new comic where she's now given her new official name instead of Spider-Woman, because we have a Spider-Woman mm -hmm. um, uh, in the universe. Um... She's now Ghost Spider. No longer Spider Gwen. Because she never went to Spider Gwen. She went to Spider Woman. And even then, she was never really called that. She was, and it's cool. That they, a lot of people are like, well, they got rid of the personalization. And I'm like, I kind of like it. It's giving her her own unique name. Right. And it's, you can't just keep calling her Spider Gwen if yeah. you, she wants a secret identity. There's right. only so many people named Gwen. And there's so many Spider Women, and there's so many people, yeah. named, you know. Just, that, I feel like that's even more personalization. She actually sure. has a name. Yeah, and it's cool to see that like, she's got a new series coming out that's going to start off the Spider again in, I think, September. Yeah, uh, right before October comes out um, with the Spider again, but it's cool to see that they're okay. Yeah, that's right. Building the Spider Verse, and we're gonna see what happens with that. It's a continuation of Enter Edge of the Spider Verse and stuff that yeah. you read. I did. Great storyline, which uh, one of the better storylines that's rocked Marvel in a while. I, I did follow Civil War two. I followed uh, Secret War. Uh, yeah, Secret War two. You know. And those events were, for what they were worth, they, they were what they were, a plot device to sell books. But uh, Spider-Verse really had some depth and uh, a lot of really cool stuff going on in those books. And, and me, being a lifelong Spider-Man fan, definitely enjoyed it. And it, they, they were pretty renowned, um, you know, among, among readers and wow. stuff. So here's hoping uh, this follow-up in spider uh keeps with that same that same flow. Yeah, it's okay. it's going to be a tough month in October. Save your hands. It's going to be expensive if you want to collect the entire event because they've got seven, eight titles. Like it feels like the Edge of Spider Verse again. I think I think it's going to be interesting. All but right. That kind of concludes. I think that's both my last one too. Uh, yeah. Just, uh, was kind of talking about Amazing Spider-Man number two. I liked it. I thought it was a good book. I like the continuation. It's like the art style, like the yeah. writing. Uh, Definitely the, recommend that read. It's got the humor. Oh. It's got the humor that I want. Spider Spider Man has got it. Like, yeah. he, he, he seems happy. He's in a positive place. I chuckled out loud yeah. for that one. I was like, that was that was great. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, Nick Spencer seems like he just picked up the reins and it, it, it never stopped from Dan Slott. It's a great continuation of, of a new fresh start 
Um, and, and he's doing a good job with it. Alright. So, that leaves us with one last um, little comic that we need to talk about, which is a big comic. It is a big comic. It's yes. also a Marvel comic. Ooh, right. Shockalert. Yes, I actually read a Marvel book. I'm going to be talking about Mr. and Mrs. X, which I was super, super excited about. Sure. The author is Kelly Thompson. Um, artist is Oscar Bazaldua? Bazaldua? That's it. Bazaldua. That's I'm accepting that from reading it upside down. Oscar Belzadua. Okay. All right. (laughs) I always get the complicated names to say, apparently. So, before this, um, there was a mini-series called Rogue and Gambit, which they kind of um, explore their relationship, and they're not, they weren't together for a really long time. Right. After being together on and off for a very long time. A um, little bit of, of background for me is uh, one of my very, very first comics that I owned was uh, X-Men number 24, which was released in 1993, before I was born, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> um, and it's the cover with their first kiss on it, so I would read the comic and pretend that I knew what was happening because it was kind of just a random comic in the middle right. of a story arc or at the right. end of a story arc and um, it kind of immersed me more into comic books and made me love these characters especially together um, so they have yeah they haven't been together for a really long time and Kitty Pride who is now sort of in charge of um, the X-Men okay. um, sends Rogue on a mission undercover in which she needs to be in a couple pretend mm-hmm. to be married so she sends her with Gambit, of course, which, um... I see what they did there. Yeah, yeah, it's Rogue and, and Gambit. Um, but, of course, they end up, you know, kind of just falling back in love and working through all their stuff, and it's awesome, and I loved it. I also read it all just today, so it's oh, great. Nice. Um, so it's fresh okay. in your memory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently not. Um, so there was also, like, the wedding of the century on the Marvel side, which we talked about. In, in Kitty Pride. Yes. <laughs> Go, yeah. Colossus we and Rogue. Whoa! Yeah, that's um, <laughs> a little crazy. <laughs> My fault. Colossus and Kitty Pride. Um the last couple of weeks we've been talking about the Batman Catwoman wedding so right. this week we're going to talk about the Colossus and Kitty Pride wedding that did not happen yeah apparently um <laughs> because Kitty apparently had cold feet because apparently she kind of messed around with Colossus's younger younger sister at some point in their past and it kind of got to her head and and didn't want to be part of it anymore oh, Kitty Pride yeah Alright, yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so she left Colossus at the altar, and um, in that moment, uh, Gambit kind of saw an opportunity after going through a bunch of stuff with Rogue to actually propose to her and have the wedding instead. That's cool. During all of the, uh, like, Mr. and Mrs. X, a bunch of craziness kind of just. 
starts at the beginning because they're trying to throw together a wedding at a wedding. Right. And, like, Rogue doesn't have everything that she needs, and it's um, kind of ridiculous. It ends up being, like, really sweet, and, um, like, Psylocke gives Rogue a pair of earrings, and then for something um, old, because they're antique earrings, and she finds something new and something um, borrowed, and then she's like, well, we need something blue, and if y'all don't, nope, if y'all don't know who Rogue's mom is, it happens to be Mystique. So Mystique is apparently already at the wedding. Nice. And was disguised as someone else, just so she could witness the wedding of the century. Right. And uh, she's like, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to be your something blue, and like, transforms. It's a, it's, it's a fun, it's nice. a fun thing. That's cool. And Rogue's like, it's great to see you, but how do I know you're not gonna like, kidnap Gambit and replace him with someone else? Or right. do a bunch of, th- a bunch of other thousands of terrible things that you could do. And she's like, I'm just I'm here to see my daughter get married. I did not know she was uh, Rogue's mother. And neither did I until this, and oh, apparent wow. and Nightcrawler is... Yeah, they're brother and sister. Brother and yeah, sister. Yeah, yeah, I knew that she she was Nightcrawler's Yeah, but yeah, apparently that's that's that. Huh. Um, Craziness. Yeah. I mean, the wedding goes off pretty well. They, they they actually get married, which is nice. a strange turn from what we've been dealing with the last couple weeks. If someone yeah. needs to get married, um, commit, commit. Yeah, and I mean, like in Rogue and Gambit, they they talk about like their past and how challenging it's been them being together, especially with Rogue's powers, not actually being able to be together. So and a lot of. Uh, Parallels with the with that amazing Spider-Man book. Um, yeah. With MJ getting back together with Peter, they they talked about a lot. Like I mentioned before, they had a little bit of pillow talk. Right. So they talked about a lot of the similar uh, issues. And then, um, um, Beast is super sassy because <laughs> uh, during the wedding, Rogue uses a, a dampening collar to suppress her her powers. So um, she can touch and not kill Gambit. Yeah, it's that's so nice. It's Plot device. Yeah, but that's too cool though. Yeah, it it Ish. gives her like a really bad headache, and oh. um, she constantly needs like um, painkillers. And she's like, "Why haven't we like done something about this? Like made it smaller and less headachey?" Yeah. And Beast is like. Huh, I wonder why a bunch of mutants don't want to work on something that d- gets rid of their powers. So strange. Let me let me think about that. <laughs> so, Beast is great. Um, and then, freaking, they end up going on honeymoon in space oh, nice. to try and get away from Earth problems and X-Men problems. And, um, and they run, uh, actually, during the honeymoon, uh, Honey mood. Yeah. Mm. I'm honey. in the mood for honey. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Honey. That's sweet. In the middle of the honeymoon, um, Kitty Pryde calls them up and is like, Hey, so we have a problem that only you guys can work on because you're kind of in the middle of space and you're the closest people to the problem currently. Right. And um, 
so they she asks them to find a package, and they run into the Imperial Guard. I don't know oh. who that is. <laughs> oh, it's one of the red guys, you know, that stands next to Palpatine. Not that Imperial Guard. Oh, no. <laughs> my bad. Wrong. Wrong. Anyways, uh, so Rogue accidentally touches one of the Imperial Guard members after she gets the package that she was supposed to get um, for Kitty Pride. How uh, did she ever accidentally touch anyone? Because ever? her gloves get torn in battle. Uh, okay. And then she, yeah, so she accidentally touched one of them who has a phasing power, and oh. she ends up getting phased into the middle of space. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so I did phase her. Yeah, you did. Oh, it, it phased her. Good. Um, and Gambit, <laughs> Gambit, like, automatically freaks out. He's like, just got married. She's in the middle of space. She's gonna die. And then she disappears. <laughs> she, like, what? teleports and disappears with the, the box in hand. Okay. And she just happens to teleport next to someone that she made out with at some point, apparently... Whose name might rhyme with Slade Slilslin. Yes. You know, Wade Wilson. <laughs> I do remember a mention of, of them uh, hooking up at some point. Um, I, can't, I can't remember what. I don't think I actually own the comic where it happened, but you know, Deadpool. He, he likes to uh, make mention of his many conquests. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, she teleports right next to Deadpool, and of course there's, um, Deadpool being Deadpool on, on that page, talking about this egg that was in the, in the container. Apparently there's a baby inside of some sport, we don't know. Mm. We don't know what's inside. Um, but yeah, I very much enjoyed all of, all of the Rogan Gambit, because they've kind of been like my, my cup, my power couple. For, nice. for Marvel my entire life. Yeah. And, and then freaking the the movies came out and Rogue was with Iceman. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> Where is Gambit? Yeah. And then they brought Gambit in in that terrible movie that we don't talk about. Right. I don't even know what you're talking about. I, neither do yeah. I, obviously. Do you know what we're talking about? I don't. About? Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, um, and it, there's a, a, not an editing note, um, an author's note at the very end in which, uh, Kelly Thompson is talking about when she was a kid, like, her first, um, shipping couple was, before shipping was a thing, yeah, before shipping was a thing was Rogue and Gambit in the animated series, actually. Nice. And when they were introduced, she automatically fell in love. Yeah. Good, uh, southern charm stuff. Yep. And they just, they work so well together. Yeah. Um, and they, um, their characters just bounce off of each other. And, um, I, I, I very much, re much relate to Kelly Thompson in that she's, she was kind of freaking out at the end. She was so excited to be working. She's actually the author for, um, the Rogan Gambit series and the Mr. and Mrs. X, um, story. And she was, like, super, super excited to be working on that. So hopefully this series continues and does a great job. I'm really excited for it. And as Kelly added right here, hashtag Gambit and Rogue forever. Nice. <laughs> nice. 
nice. Well, it's gonna. It's got the the gratuitous uh, Deadpool cameo in it now. Yep. And that's that's Marvel's new go-to is everything's got to have Deadpool in it. So For that's sure. awesome. Yep. Now, I wanted to pick up that issue, but I'm I'm a Scotty Young variant collector, and unfortunately that did not come in or was not available. But I will get it eventually. Eventually. It looks like Kelly Thompson's uh, got credentials or whatever credits on Star Wars Journey to Star Wars The Last Jedi, Captain Phasma, uh, the Rogue Gambit story that you mentioned, Ring of Fire trade paperback. Yeah, that's the that's the storyline that the Rogue Gambit is, the Ring, Ring of Fire. Fire. Which, oh, I was also going to mention that um, Ring of Fire is just another, like, good thing on top of that, because Johnny Cash is, yeah. is, like, the only country that I listen to. It's, it's a and it, classic tune. Yeah, and that it describes their relationship very well. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I'm happy that at least something came out of the whole marriage situation. Yeah. And Unlike other, other good, series. Good for, um, good for Kitty Pride. Yeah, for sure. You know, for um, sure. I don't know. I, I know Peachy mentioned this the other day that maybe it's a little slight nodded um, when it was... At Pride. Uh, well, okay, so that, it was just a funny thing. It, uh, uh, Ellen Page played Kitty, Kitty Pride. Ellen Page is a... Uh, uh, LGBT. LGBT actress. Um, she's so in Lesbians with Girls. <laughs> yeah, she's in Lesbians with Girls, yes, and very Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, so I mentioned, you know, maybe it's a Pride thing, Kitty Pride and Ellen Page, and, you know... Just joking, it, and then I happened to read into it and found out that that was pro possibly the cause. Yeah, but because of, of the whole hooking up with uh, Colossus's sister. Yeah. Iliana. Iliana. Which is, it's, a, it's an interesting angle on the story. We've expected it one-dimensionally for the two characters for so many years, I mean, decades. Yeah. And yeah. it's cool to see I mean, these characters are a little bit more dimensional. It's nice to see the diversity in it, and it's cool. It's that's yeah. a tough situation. And I'm kind of curious how Pride's going to handle it going forward. But I, this Mister X, it's good to see the happy ending coming off on that. Yeah. Happy-ish ending. <laughs> Rogan Gambit finally coming around on that. That's yeah. That's that was the most exciting thing for me. For me, sure. it, it was mostly the animated series. For me, I did, I got a couple yeah, of the old ones. I didn't watch a whole lot of the animated series. I know I know uh, uh, my significant other's uh, exposure, main exposure to X-Men was through the animated series and, and things like that. So That's where I got a majority of mine as well. It's, I, I've got a lot of comics here and there, but it's the animated series. And it's been fun. I remember sneaking under um, people's beds and pretending that I was asleep so I could watch the X-Men animated series when I was a child and then getting yelled at and getting told to go to bed. But, yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting backstory for yeah. Ooze there. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and the, the penciler for this actually started in Heavy Metal Magazine. And oh. then moved on to comics later in life, and then and I, I also very much enjoyed the art in in all of this. It was just a good series. The Rogue and Gambit series was good, and then um, a nice little not conclusion, but like kind of wrap up of where new they're beginning. at in life. Yeah, yeah, new sure. beginnings. Marvel yeah. and their new beginnings. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, and I, and I love the way that uh, 
Marvel tends to, to humanize their characters, a large portion of the story goes towards the human side of, of who they are. Yeah. And they, they show their battles and major conflicts and things which, which are also told very well. Yeah. But uh, but I, I love I love their touch on major real world issues. You know, like real uh, real people dealing with real stuff in in superhero situations. You know? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Anything <laughs> anything that you guys have to add here? If not, we're pretty much wrapped up. Yeah, I think. I mean, that's it. I just had the one little book. So, uh, special thanks to Allsees at 1250 South Abilene Street in Aurora, Colorado. Um, we, I will be discussing both Deathstroke and Nightwing uh, next week, along with Justice League with we'll Sudan. We'll be discussing that together. I will be also discussing Batman number 52. And a uh, third party, I'm going to try to jump into Leviathan number one. And then I'll also be discussing, I have several of the titles with um, PGR here. Next week I'll be discussing Deadpool number three, Immortal Hulk number four. Yeah, we, I think we'll both have stuff to yeah. say about that together. Yeah, we both have to share those titles, so we'll have, have some stuff to say on that. Alright, and also special thanks to Anchor.fm and iTunes, and also other podcasting sites that you can find us on, because, I mean, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have a podcast. Hey. We're everywhere now. Yeah, and uh, Sudan, I think that leaves you with a with a closing quote. Yeah, I found this fun little ditty. It's, it's a pretty positive one. Is anything's possible if you've got enough nerve? That is by J.K. Rowling. Yeah. All right. Good girl. She's a wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. She's. All right. Everyone, have a great rest of your time existing. <laughs> Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>